Does anybody here have any idea why the, my office plug, which starts charging at 32 amps, quickly drops to 16 amps, even though it's only at like 130 miles? Do you think it's heat related? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Mel Herbert here for Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. It's August 29th, and it would be... A Thursday. That's right. It would be a Thursday. And that little clipped-in audio from a little walkie-talkie app that Tom and I and Robert and a couple of other people use, CC, EJ, is called Voxer. It's crappy audio, but it gets the job done. So that was Tom's question. He's having a problem. And uh, here is my answer. I got the three right, and I plug the three into a 240-volt plug, and I use the extension cable-y plug-y thing that comes with the three. When you get a three, for those of you that don't have one, you get a load of extensions, sort of stuff you can plug into the 120-volt standard plug here in the U.S., and then you have a number of adapters that go into 240-volt plugs, which again, here in the U.S. are things like, there's a million of them, but things like dryers use a standard plug. Anyway, so I had the electrician come over and just put in one of these 240-volt sort of standard standard 240 volt dryer like plugins and I plug in the cable that comes with the Tesla and I plug it into the three. It pulls about 30 amps. That's what that cable will allow you to do at the top end and that 30 amps will give you about 30-ish miles per hour of charging in the three significantly less than the S and the X because they're not as efficient, right? You get the same number of kilowatts per hour but you can't drive as far on those kilowatts. So that's the deal. But Tom noted, and that's why I bring it up here because I'm not sure I've said it on this show, that he had his three plugged in at work in one of these, again, standard sort of plug adapters into the wall of a 240-volt thing. And at first he gets 30 amps and is getting about 30 miles per hour of charging. And then it drops down to 15 or 16 amps and about 15 miles per hour of charging. He's like, what is up with this? Do you think this is because of the heat? And I was able to vox him back and say, yes, indeedy, David, it's because of the heat. Because I did a little experiment here at the house. So really hot day and I'm plugging the car in and initially it's getting 30 miles per hour of charge and then it drops down to 15 and I was doing the same thing as Tom and I thought, boy, this cable's really hot. The car is uh, outside baking and the cable is baking on a hot concrete thing. I wonder if that's what it is. So I did an experiment where I actually shaded the cable for a while, plugged it in and got continuous 30 miles per hour of charge. And then I took the shading off and it dropped down to 15 after a short amount of time. I turned the car around so the car was shading the cable, most of the cable as it came out of the wall. That worked. And I also did it at night. And Tom just did the same experiment. And he said, same thing. As soon as he, well, let me, let me tell you what he said. Here's Tom via Vox. So I just shaded the box and instantly it went back to 32. So I hope that is useful to people. Uh, these cords that are used in some of these things are not as well insulated or whatever, that they're getting heating, uh, heated up because all the electrons are flowing through. And then if you're in a hot day, particularly in Southern California, have it on a hot concrete floor, it's obviously going to have to say, well, I better not suck so much charge through here or this thing is going to spontaneously combust. So if you've been having that issue, know that, that is the, uh, that's the solution. Shade it uh, or stop it or do it at night, or whatever you need to do if you need that full rate of charge. So let's talk about an article that actually Elon tweeted out, so you know it's biased, um, or at least it puts Tesla in a good light, but it's a good article. It's from Clean Technia, 
And it is about the buying, um, let me just try and find the thing here. It says, the Tesla buying experience is 10 times nicer than the auto dealer buying experience. And it's by Zachary Shane and something like that. You know me with my dyslexia. Um, But this article really is about what's it like to buy a Tesla versus other things. And he compares buying a Leaf and buying a BMW i3 and just goes through the experience from when you walk in the door to how pushy are the salespeople, how knowledgeable they are. And basically the summary is, and you read the article, it's really good, I'll put a link in the show notes, is that the in the Tesla stores, people are super interested in Tesla. They're super excited about the Tesla. These are the salespeople. They're super knowledgeable, and that's a key thing. They really do know a lot about the cars but they're not pushy the way that most auto dealers are pushy. Like you got to make your sales, you got to make your sales, you got to make sales. It's not like that. It's so much more pleasant. And I can attest that I have the same reaction. I've bought a lot of cars in my life, leased a lot of cars, and I've had four Teslas over the last four years. Um, and I can tell you that the Tesla experience is way better when it comes to that part of things. When it comes to uh, getting a drive in the car, um, you know, I looked at the BMW i3 and I got a test drive and that was fine. Test driving in the Model uh, 3 and other stuff, about similar. So I would say test driving, I think dealers are pretty good at that. But then when it comes to the actual buying of the car, total and complete pain in the butt. Uh, I bought cars in Australia when I had no money. I bought cars in America when I had no money. I bought cars in America when I had a little bit of money. And then I got to the point where I was able to buy a Tesla. And the Tesla experience, going onto the website, configuring it, looking at it, maybe going back to the store to say, what does that Alcantara thing look like? Going back to the website, configuring some more, deciding whether I want autopilot or not, whether I want the big wheels or the little wheels, having no pressure from a salesperson, knowing exactly what the price is going to be, was just so much better than any buying experience that I've ever had with a car ever. And I've had some good ones and I've had some bad ones. Back when I bought uh, the Highlander way long time ago, I had the, the gentleman there trying to sell me this thing, pushing, pushing, pushing. And uh, finally came out, you know how they do, they had the, the uh, manager come out and on a scratched piece of paper, he's like, here's what, can I do? Here's what I'm going to do for you today. And he puts it out there and they're like, here's your monthly payment. I'm like, are you like the very definition of ridiculous? Every book that you read, every magazine article about how you buy a car says, this is the sleaziest thing in the world. When they come out and just give you a number and they don't tell you what the residual is on a lease and all of this other stuff, it's like, ah! On the Tesla website, it's all there. What's the cash price? What's the lease price? If you're interested, we're going to tell you what we think this real price is going to be after some savings, after you get some money back from the feds, after you save some money on gas and you can take it or leave it. But it's all there. It's way better. It's not 10 times nicer than the average, I'll say average, auto dealer, auto dealer buying experience. It's 1.6 times, it's 1.6 million times better. And maybe it's just me, and maybe it's just because now we all buy stuff on Amazon, and the idea of going into a store and having anybody try and push a product on me seems just gross. But the Tesla buying experience, of all the problems that Tesla's got, I don't think this is one of them. It is so easy to configure, and then you go pick it up. And my pickup experience now is uh, pretty positive. They've gotten very good, so much better at getting you in and out the door, particularly if you say, look, I'm a prior Tesla owner. I know about this. You don't have to go through all the bells and whistles. I kind of know what I'm doing. Give me the keys. Let me sign that thing. Bye-bye. I'm out of there in 10 minutes. So yes, great article. Go check it out. If you're on the fence, if this is one of the things that's going to help you decide whether I'll get a Tesla or not, uh, the buying experience is really good. 
And finally for today, in electric, Fred Lambert is noting that the Raven model S and X, that's the latest version of model S and X that have the fixed magnets that go 370 miles in the S, that go 325 miles in the model X, are getting the software update we talked about about a week or so ago to the air suspension so when you're going really fast or you're accelerating really hard it's going to make air suspension even better and handling better and these are the kind of updates that we expect at that high end and I talked about how I really wish I could get air suspension on a Model 3 because I just like that ride better. I like the idea that you can jack up the suspension if you've got an entrance or something that's really high. I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon and Elon said uh, no, no time soon. And I get it, it's fine. They need to differentiate S and X and so just coil suspension on the three for the foreseeable future. I wonder about why, I hope, I pray, I hope that they'll have air suspension on the Y, but you know, again, that might be a way to differentiate the Y from the X is you get air suspension. But anyway, these updates are now getting pushed plus some other updates to S and X for the Raven. And mostly this is to say, I hate you. I wish I had 370 miles range in my S, but I don't. And I just got an email a couple of days ago saying your lease is up on the S in 120 days. You need to think about what you're going to do. And here are your options. You're up, buy the car, send the car back, release another Tesla. So the marketing push is starting in terms of uh, what's it going to take to get you back into a Tesla today. huh? And my decision is I'm definitely not going to get an S. I'm going to get a Model 3. I'm very excited about that because of the it's so much cheaper to get a Model 3. <sighs> ah, and that'll make me feel good inside. Whether to buy or to lease is a sort of a decision up to the corporate people because the car will be used about 50% of the time for business and 50% for pleasure. And here you can sort of lease and then say, well, here's the breakdown of what's business and what's not and tax and all that stuff. I'm excited. And so, of course, I've been doing what everybody does, talking about buying experience. About every day, I go onto the Tesla website and I configure myself a nice, beautiful Model 3 with different options. It always ends up at the same price. It always ends up that I want a red one with a white interior. And I really do not want to spend $6,000 on autopilot, but I have to click that button. Not autopilot, full self-driving, I mean. Unclicking the button, though, makes the price of the car seem so much less. So we'll see what happens on the day. And we'll see what happens in the next three or four months there's anything new and sexy with full self-driving if auto summon enhanced auto summon looks really good that button gets clicked if there doesn't look like there's much happening that button probably will not be clicked my name is mil herbert the show is elon dale it's part of the talking tesla network go give us a rating or review patron show gonna get recorded on sunday if you're a patron you'll get it hopefully by monday ish if not a patron you won't get it at all so be a patron come on help us out herbert out talk to you tomorrow